for a wee natter with Jenny and Mark Steele on Bo Radio. Eop is is indeed a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is Jenny Steele, and we are joining you on the week. I've I've mostly recovered now uh, from the announcement that Amazon Prime is going to be going up. Is it? Yeah, did you not know about it? I that? didn't know. <laughs> it's, it's getting rather expensive now. You know, it's Mr. Bezos, right? He's obviously, obviously suffering because his phallic rocket failed to launch. Yeah. You know, he's been looking at that. Or, you know, piss bottles have gotten too expensive with inflation. So he's asking for, what is it, three quid a month more to have Amazon Prime without the adverts. Nah. Nah, it's not worth it, nah. is it? I'm trying to think the last time I ever actually watched a show on Amazon Prime and... I can't even remember what year it was, never mind what week or month. And more uplifting news, the post bag has arrived, and it's physical. Physical. So this, this is like radio of the 1980s, dear listener, where, you know, you get they, they used to get, what was it, postcards you get sent into radio DJs, wasn't mm. it? And they'd read it out. Well, we've got the next best thing. It is a, a Christmas card that got caught in the post. It's rather a nice one. It it's says late it's now across the front of it. And it's got a picture of a snowman and a house and things like that. Mm. Uh, to Sooty and family, so that's the name of our cat. Yeah. Nice to see the cat gets mentioned first. <laughs> uh, have a lovely time with love and the best wishes from Jane Allison and Paul Williams. So if you want to join in the physical mailing to radio stations, do you want to go back to the 1980s and send in, what was it, it used to be postcards, wasn't it? Then mm. the place to do it is uh, our mailing address. I've gone and found out what it is, dear listener. Now it is those two idiots on the radio, <laughs> aka a wee natter, care of Bow Radio, Edwinstow House, Borough High Street, Edwinstow, NG twenty one nine PR. We're not posh enough for a DJ postcode yet. We're no. working on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> but it is not the only uh, communicate we've had over the Christmas break. We've had one more thing coming, and it is. A complaint. Explain all, Jenny. I know. I just said to you walking in this evening, it's really weird for the first time since we've been doing the show on Bow Radio Mm -hmm. that I've not been bringing a Yule log in with me. It feels weird. I've got nothing. So if if you don't know what Jenny's on about, Mm. we spent a whole build-up to Christmas looking for the best Yule log to have on your table for the Christmas Day feast. And you found one. What, a couple of days before Christmas, something like that? And we committed yes. to it? Yes, we uh, did. Because the, the final show was on Christmas Eve after the shops closed. So we couldn't tell you what it was then. We had to tell you about a week in advance. Yes. What, what's the complaint? So, basically, the winner of the Yule Log 2023 was Aldi's. It was a really, really nice Yule Log. Ooh, and Samantha Palmer contacted us and said that she tried to get an Aldi Yule Log after the results were in oh, at her local Aldi store. And it's sold out. Now, I don't mean to... I just have a little bit of a giggle to myself, Smith. I mean, obviously, I feel sorry that you couldn't get the Yule Log. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, mm, I wonder if everybody that's been shopping at Audi has been listening to a wee natter and they've just completely sold out of the Yule Logs. And while I go to deflate Jenny's ego deal <laughs> with a, a big pen and a dose of reality, here's Death Leopard and Photograph. It's a wee natter on Bo Radio. Photograph there by Def Leppard. I don't know much about Def Leppard, but weren't they the ones that had the one-handed drummer? Not one-handed, one-armed. One-armed. <laughs> it was off the one-armed back of an accident. I don't, think, I don't think it's the way he introduces himself. Hello, I'm the one-armed drummer. <laughs> It's not generally how you go around in life. <laughs> but it's a great, great wee song. You don't hear it too often. It's no, really no, no, it on Bo Radio. Let's get, let's get composed. I 
was talking on Facebook a little bit earlier about New Year's superstitions. Now, right. I had one where, well, when I was a kid, my brother always used to say to me, if you cry on New Year's Day, you cry all the year round. So he spent most oh. of you New Year's Day trying to make me cry. So, as you do. As you do. So I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody else has got any superstitions out there. And Sonny Darbish has been in touch. Ooh. And she says that she always opens the front door and the back door. So basically, you let the New Year in and the old one out and she eats one grape on each chime of Big Ben and it's all for good luck. That almost sounds like a, a food eating challenge. <laughs> Can you actually physically manage to get that many grapes in your gob? What about a during... log for each chime? I, I think <laughs> if you manage to succeed in doing that, that, that's like the American food challenge. We've taken it from a British food challenge to an American food challenge at that point. <laughs> you know, like these, can you eat 300 pounds of food in half an hour things? Yeah. It's in that sort of category. I, I don't think I would manage it. And I'm quite good at eating food, dear <laughs> uh, But during that Christmas thing, which it feels so long ago now, doesn't it? It does. Uh, we ended up on the road, driving around, as you do. And uh, hands up if you want to murder your extended family with an a few days of being packed into a small house. Hands, <laughs> hands up if that is you. I'm happy, quite happy to put mine high in the air because it's uh, weirdly stressful, isn't it? Mm. It's stressful. But uh, I, I'm actually, it's just dawned on me. You know how I said hands up? Yeah. This is radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to see this, dear listener. You didn't see that my hand went up and you didn't didn't see that Jenny was umming and eyeing about it, whether is somebody going to notice if I put my hand up? But they can. They can. They can mm. indeed. But can you tell us our first day back? <laughs> That's the question I've got to ask. Uh, but went by a couple of places called Kettle Bridge and mm. King's Kettle uh, that are famous for two things in my world. Do you know anything about those places at all? No, when you say kettle, I just think of the kettle crisps. Kettle crisps. No, mm. Nothing to do with kettle crisps, unfortunately. No. Uh, in my world, famous for two things. One of them is a bus crash that I was involved in. Oh. So I was in this coach, you know, travelling between university and home because it was cheaper to live at home for like enough. And uh, the bus had a head-on collision with a car. Um, and we spent a, a good bit of time with the paramedics. And then the bus driver took us back to demo, de- demo? depot, texting his mates <laughs> all the way back. So that, that was a fun experience. And the other one... I'm, I'm going to say spout, handle, lid of metal. Oh, right. Could you, could you finish that phrase off? The teapot. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's, it's it not actually. <laughs> you're not trying to guess the object. It's a golf plug. No, no you're, try, you're trying to figure out what, what the next line of the, the, the wee song is. Oh, right. You didn't even know it was a wee song. Do that again. You? Spout, kettle. Ha- spout, handle, lid of metal. No ideas? No. I'm a little teapot short and stout. No. (laughs) But it is to do with kettles. It is what's inside the singing kettle. Oh. And I'll tell you, dear listener, because this is radio and you can't see this, Jenny is looking at me like I'm making this thing up. I am, yeah. You've got no idea what I'm on about. It's it's a kid's stage show, if you've never heard of it before, dear listener, right? And it involves a lot of singing. It's a very Scottish thing as well. Mm. You know, they're doing things like shove your granny off a bus and all that. You know that song? (laughs) No. Oh, you wouldn't shove your granny off a bus? Seriously, you've never heard of that? No. Or skinny, blinky, long legs, big banana feet. You're not familiar with that one either? No, is this all stuff that they used to do in Scotland? Jeezy peeps. But the the thing about Kettle Bridge is they used to have... Sorry, King's Kettle, which is the one next to it. They used to have a singing kettle shop. 
where you could go in and buy merchandise and things like oh, that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. You, you're looking at it like, why would you want to buy that? It yeah. was something from my childhood. So it's got me wondering. You have just seen an example, dear listener, of something where Jenny has no idea what I'm on about. I have a memory, and I seem to be the only person that remembers what this thing is. Is there anything like that in your world or where you've gone, you know what, do you remember this thing and you, you very vividly remember it and you're 100% sure it's a real thing and everyone else is like, what are you on about? You never had that moment? Yeah. What was it? Oh, no. <laughs> go on, what was it? No, sorry, no, go on, carry on. No, you've never had that? No. Jeez, wow. Well, if you've had that moment, dear listener, I want to hear about it. It's every day in my life. What are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> every day in your life? How is it every day in your life? I don't know. I'll say something and then somebody will go, what? I just don't think people listen to me more. I think that's what it is. Oh, is that? Oh, is that? You <laughs> tried to say? You tried to do a pit there, were you? It was trying to do a joke. Mm. Oh, I, did, I, I should have caught up faster on that one. But if, the, if you've had those moments, dear listener, where you remember something that nobody else seems to want to hear about it, do get in touch. We were asking about the things that you remember, but nobody else seems to. Mm. It's funny that. It's funny how memory works. Tabioca pudding. That's just come into my head. Ca- what pudding? Tabioca pudding. Tabioca. used to get that at school. I've no idea what that even is. Describe tabioca pudding. Because I'm imagining, based on when you were probably going to school, it was probably some sort of trifle-type thing. No, it was like rice pudding, but it looked oh. like frog spawn. Rice pudding that looked... Oh, that, that it, does it not lovely, sound though. No, it's, it tastes really nice, but it just didn't look the part. There are some things that sound fantastic. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> and then you see them... And you're just like, no, I'm not doing this. And this sounds like it's going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. And uh, t- talking about the things that you remember, nobody else does. Uh, the internet confirms that the singing kettle was a thing and not just some weird fever dream I had. <laughs> yes, I've just been sent a photo in. It <laughs> does it genuinely. Yes. Just, and Sonia from Belfast has been in touch with a few different things. Do you remember any of them? Mm. So I'm going to go through them. Come on, we'll, then. We'll see what you think. Yeah. First one, mm-hmm. moon boots. I think I do, actually. Yeah, did they come up to like three quarters of your foot and they was like all like padded? Uh, I don't know what they were made of, like a padded material with a bit of fur inside. And I, they were I've like never sparkly heard of, silver or something. I've never heard of a moon boot I've heard of moon boots, yeah. Moon boots, what do they look like? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, they, they, they are sort of it's a, boots with a sort of soft top on them. Yes. Would probably be the best way of describing mm. them. But that's not the only thing she mentioned. The next one. A rara skirt. Oh, I had one of them, Sonia. Again, I have no idea what a rara skirt Mine is. Mine were green with white polka dots on. I what, loved it. What, what does a rara skirt look like? Oh, the sort of ruffled skirt. I'm, yeah. having, I'm having a look on the internet. When, when somebody's going to go through the, the web searches later, like, is, is somebody stuck in the 1980s here? And you wore a Choose Life t-shirt because it was all what uh, Pepsi and Shirley were wearing from oh, Wham at the time with oh. the rara skirts. I loved them. Well, one I do not need to Google is a space hopper. I had one of them as well. I never had one, but I have tried them, and they are surprisingly hard to get around they on. They are. You can, it looks really simple, because you just see somebody sitting there bouncing along, and it, mm. it, you can bounce on the spot easy enough. Yes. Bouncing any, in any direction, yeah, almost yeah. impossible. You'd fall off it, wouldn't you? You'd fall more forward, or if you tried to balance, I've often just slipped off the back of it. Slipped off the back of it? Of the space hopper, yeah. I, I, You've not lived until you fell off a space hopper. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, the next one is apparently Vesta meals. What? Vesta meals. Is that the curries? 
Yeah, I think yes. it's the curries, yes. Mm. I've, I've just, I had to Google, because I'm like, is it some sort of, you know, TV dinner type thing? Yeah. And it, yeah, it does look, it's like chow mein and beef risotto yeah, and yeah. things like that. And uh, one more mm-hmm. on the list, mm-hmm. bagpus. Oh, yeah, bagpus. Because Sonia absolutely loved bagpus. Oh, did she, and, did she have a bagpus? I didn't even know you could have a bagpus. Yeah, you can have bagpusses. You can still get a bagpus. I've actually seen them in grabbing machines. As yeah. well, you can get a bag puss. There was a little mechanical dude who was annoying, wasn't there? Was he the mouse? No, it wasn't the mouse. Who was he? He was some sort of bird. I want oh, to say yeah. owl, but owl is not correct. Sonia was going to come and tell us I know she is. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Sonia. But it's been a long time since I've seen bag puss. We are talking about the things that you remember, but nobody else seems to. And we touched on Bagpuss yes. and that bird. Mm. He was a bit of an annoying character. When you really dig into it, isn't he? He's he's not the most friendly of chaps. It was Professor Yaffle. That's what his name was. And apparently, I'm right, he's not based on an owl. He's based on a green woodpecker. Mm. I've never seen a woodpecker in my life, except for one house we lived in that we had a woodpecker in the tree right outside. It was literally the only tree outside the house. Mm. And the woodpecker decided that's the place it wanted to start at four o'clock every morning. Oof. So it's just da 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 That was my wake up call for, <laughs> for a few months. <laughs> uh, who else has all been in touch? Cheryl. Cheryl Warner. Oh, basically, right. she says that she had a pair of moon boots. I never had a pair of moon boots. Sad did you face. Want, did you want one? Uh, I'm not sure now. No, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll stick to me orgs. And um, tapioca. She's giving me a bit of a... I'm not sure what's this face. I haven't got my glasses again, Cheryl. Did you like it or not? But she's just had chocolate rice pudding. I could just about put up with that. Yeah, I think she likes it, actually. It's one of those It's one of those emojis where it's, it's not really a smile. It's not a frown. It's a kind of slight smile. Do you know what I mean? A, a very wry smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some joy there, but not enough for a full smile. Yeah. I, I know what I'm trying to say. Sonia's also been back in touch because she was coming out with all these, admittedly very 80s things, aren't they? Oh, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Sonia. Yes. Uh, mm. Saying her mum still has her red moon boots in the loft. Ooh. And she also has a bagpuss. <gasps> we need photos. Bagpuss PJs. Oh, that's, they sound really nice. Uh, they sound cute. I didn't even know they were fine. No, I didn't. <laughs> and Rara skirts were fabulous. So that is us all told there, isn't it? Oh, 800 heaven, which I tried dialing and you don't get an answer on. Oh, shit. I did give it a shot. It's not a proper phone number. <laughs> and you know how you don't want to remember that we're all getting older, dear listener? Yeah. You try not to think about it too much. But I want to go back in time... 30 years. Oh, that's before I was born. Which takes us... <laughs> not before you were born, not before I was born. It takes us back to 1994. Yeah. When I say that, what comes to mind? 1994. Um, I was probably in my skirt. You were probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just so you're addicted to it. You can get rid of it. No. You were still holding on to yeah. it in the mid-90s. Well, it was a big year for me because uh, one of the great songs of my life was released, which was... This one here. Let's get ready to rumble. PJ and Duncan. PJ and Duncan. Whatever happened to PJ and Duncan? They're not on the telly anymore, are they? Well, um, they sort of are. (laughs) 
as aren't in dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to do a joke. Sorry, it, it didn't sorry. fly. Yeah, what's happened to him? <laughs> 1994 was also the year that that's the uh, the way it's covered a Trogs classic. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Hold on, hold on, hold oh, on, hold on. I've, I've played the wrong version, wow. haven't I? Oh. First day back. I can't get it right. No. That's what the problem is. What I really meant was the Trogs covered a, or the Wets covered a Trogs song. Let's get it right way round, shall we? I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I can't think why they did this cover. It's better. I've got, I'm with you there. It's one of the few times the cover is better than the original version of the song. And it's also the year that the Spice Girls got together. Oh, yeah. Although their first hit didn't come for another two years after that. So it, really? It, yeah, it took them two years to practice and get recording and all that. But they, they formed in 1994. Mm-hmm. So how do you think this is being celebrated? I know. I know the answer to this one. Tell us the answer then, Jay. They're creating stamps. Yes, of com- them. commemorative stamps that you can collect. Yay. And no, uh, I won't want a posh one. Talk it to Because she always looks miserable, doesn't she? I will let, I will let you tell her that. <laughs> I'm sure she has happy times in her life. Maybe. It's part of the character. Um, talking of collecting, has anyone ever bought... The, you know those model magazines that they sell around Christmas? Oh, yeah. The ones yes, where it's like... Yeah. 500 editions to yeah. build your Spitfire. They start and off at 99p. Start for 99p and end up at like 50 quid an edition. Yeah. And they never finish printing them. They only print about the first two or three of them or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I always watch this thinking, you could, you could get that in Hobbycraft for a tenner. Why, why would you sit there doing it over months? Slowly, really expensive. Do you have to paint it afterwards as I well? Th- I think you probably have. Oh, wow. It's, it's a lot of effort yeah, and yeah. a lot of money. But uh, the thing about Spice Girl stamps. It got me wondering if there would be any better set of collectibles we could make. Well, so me and you for a start, that'd be great, wouldn't it? A wee natter stamp. stamp. Ah, no, no. You see, I, I like where you're going with that one, but I don't think there's enough character in it there. I think we need a stamp collection of Britain's greatest murderers. Oh, you could <laughs> no. have the Yorkshire Ripper, the Wests, or. Here's a here's a brand new idea that I've mm-hmm. come up with, right? Okay. Royal Mail could mm-hmm. have a whip around for their mates at the post office yeah. <laughs> who have got a big tax bill on the way. But, <laughs> yeah. And you could have the baddies of the Horizon Scandal stamp collection. <sighs> who wouldn't want the bosses or that investigator that was there this week that couldn't admit... Well, he sort of admitted that he couldn't be bothered to investigate. You could have him there as well, couldn't you? You could. Who wouldn't want that and a picture of a computer in their stamp collection as well? It'd be fantastic. It'd be flying off the shelves. This, in case you haven't noticed, dear listener, is local radio. Which means (laughs) we need to do local radio stuff. BBC Nottingham, Mm -hmm. who are a competition in the area, have got your favourite biscuit covered. I, 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 don't, don't, don't go for the dial. I know you want to hear about the favourite biscuits. The answer is Garibaldi, by the way. Garibaldi, of it's, course it is. Because it's just the right mix of dry biscuit and moist fruit to make it go down. No competition. So you, so you don't have to go over there. You don't have to go and enjoy your favourite biscuit conversation. Mm-hmm. We have got... Well, we, we can't do favourite biscuit now, can we? We've got no. to do surveys now, haven't we? Yes. That's the other we... local radio thing you do, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. 
You don't look convinced. Come on, where are you going with this? Uh, well, I, I, I found a survey, mm-hmm. and we've got to talk about it. Uh, got, got one from 8th of January mm-hmm. by a group called YouGov. You heard of them before? Yes. Yes. And he asked the question, do you have any of your Christmas decorations still up? Oh, right. So they were asking that on the 8th of January. 8% said yes. Mm-hmm. 76% no. 15% I can't even be bothered. I'm not bothering with that Christmas nonsense. Forget <laughs> it. I'm not putting anything up. <laughs> but 1% of Britons, according to the survey, said they don't know. Can you imagine? Brenda! Brenda! Did we always have a tree covered in lights and tinsel in living room? <laughs> Who's running around life like that? Well, isn't the thing now where a lot of people cling film the tree and then stick it up in the attic so they don't have to bother oh, decorating? I don't know why you get the tree in the attic. I have no idea. No. I have no idea. So does that result surprise you that there are 1% of Britons yeah, out there? Yeah, it does actually. That don't know that they've got Christmas <laughs> decorations up or not. But wait until you find out about the biscuits, because I have looked up Britain's favourite biscuits while <laughs> yeah. I was on the YouGov website. Yeah. Um, I, I should get the pick of the pops female if we're going to yeah, do this. Yeah, you should. Hold on a second. I've got to find pick of the pops. Pick. I'm going to try and guess what it will the... be. Oh, you're going to try a and hob-nob. guess? A hobnob. A hobnob? No, not a hobnob. Jaffa No, Jaffa Cake's not a biscuit, is it? That's Jaffa- a cake. Oh, well, it depends on who you ask, because there's a whole legal thing about it. So if we're mm. going to do a countdown mm. of Britain's top five favourite biscuits, you know it's Radio Law, dear listener. It's got to be done with a pick of the pops, for you, hasn't it? It has. In at number five is McVitie's Original Digestive. Mm, I like them. You boring person! Well, I do like a nice digestive biscuit. It is the most boring biscuit you ever known you to me. You can man. dunk it in your tea, even better. In at number four, very controversial, is mm. Jaffa Cakes. You see, you see. They're technically cakes, according oh, to the are. tax people mm. and all that, isn't Shh. it? Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to know that. In number three is Cabri Fingers. What? Yeah, what do you think it's going to be? It's up to. Cadbury milk chocolate digestives in at number two. So what do you think is Britain's number one top biscuit? Should I stick to my original one and say a hobnob? You're going to go for a hobnob. The marine of biscuits. It is not. Oh, no. Um, ginger cake. Gingerbread. Ginger. McVitie's ginger nut. <laughs> it's not a ginger nut. Um, rich tea. It's not Lionel Rich tea either. No. no. What's that? Custard creams. Chocolate chip cookies. You're well off. Foxes, it is the good biscuits. So Cadbury's milk chocolate digesters were number two. McVitie's milk chocolate digesters oh, are number one. God. <laughs> we are a bunch of boring people in Britain. It's a wee natter on Bow Radio where we've been touching on Britain's favourite biscuits because we looked at the YouGov polling results for that mm. and... We're getting a secret insight. We have managed to find somebody who was a participant yeah. in said poll. Tell yeah. us about it, Jenny. So, yeah, Stephen all has been in touch and he said he took part in this survey and he voted for rich tea. Now, according to Peter K, they're one dips. One dips? Or you dip it in your tea and it falls apart, disintegrates. I didn't even know that's how you rate biscuits. Mm. Wait, wait. I think this favourite biscuit thing has got more miles than we joke about, right? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, oh, local radio always talking about what's your favourite biscuit, blah, blah, blah. I think we need a proper competition and we need to work out the rules. Is it dunkability? Is it flavour? Oh. Is it how easy it goes down You're the setting throat? setting me a challenge, Mark. Do I bring a pack of biscuits in every week? 
I don't see a problem with that, even if we don't do it on the radio. And with everything falling apart in front of you, dear listener, and I'm sure you're spotting all the mistakes, you can probably tell it's our first time back since the Christmas break, can't you? Yes. And I'm professional over here. Yeah, so you're into your New Year, you have your <laughs> New Year's traditions and superstitions, which in Scotland involves first footing, so you mm. check out somebody's door as a tall, dark stranger, and uh, you, you help him bring in the New Year. Mm. Lots of drinking involved in <laughs> But it's not the only superstition, somebody's been in touch about one. Yeah, Vicky Fairweather's given me a little message and she says that she was told that doing the washing and spring cleaning on New Year's Day was bad luck. I've heard of wash a blanket, it may wash one of the family away. I've heard that, but I've not heard the one on New Year's Day, so that's something to be wary of as well. And in case you have not noticed, you've been hiding under a rock here in the United Kingdom, Great Britain, in Northern Iron. I don't know why you can't say Northern Iron. It's always Northern Iron. <laughs> you don't want to say it, but you say it. It's, it's what happens. Um, but we have got an election, not just for East Midlands Mayor, because mm-hmm. apparently that's a thing now, and we get one of those because apparently that's how we get money. We're allowed money, but we only get it if we get an East Midlands Mayor. That, that was the deal they gave us. Oh, right. So that's why, that's why we're doing it. But a general election is coming, and the big giveaway is in the last couple of weeks, we had Rishi Sunak, our Prime Minister, turning up in Mansfield recently, right? Yes. Yeah. And he was t- talking about all the roads that were going to get patched up and blah, blah, blah. One of the things he didn't mention, Peacefield Road. NASA could have practised landing on the moon with that road. You've been down it, Jenny, haven't you? Yeah, it's Pe- really bad. Shocking. Pe- it's absolutely shocking. Mm. And all, now that we've mentioned Peacefield Lane, Peacefield Road in Mansfield, mm. I get to play this. Yeah, that's right, folks. We've managed to shoehorn local content into this radio show. <laughs> I can imagine myself going down that road in my space hopper. It would take more than a space hopper, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but with it being an election year, I thought we need to do something big, right? Mm-hmm. Have you got any ideas yourself? Um, too crikey. No, Mark, no. Help me out. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. It is this brand new thing that we're going to do every week with you, dear listener, called Elected, which gives me an excuse to play this little clip. <laughs> starts right now. Elected is your chance. That's you, dear listener, your chance to help us build the ultimate election manifesto. Any niggly thing mm-hmm. that just gets your goat or winds you up or gets you angry with the world. Anything you think, we need to fix that. Yes. You send us the problem, we come up with the solution and stick it in our manifesto. And we will take all the way up to when Rishi grows a pair and has the election to, to build our manifesto. Yes. How does that sound? That sounds absolutely brilliant. Yes. So to get it started, I'm going to start with a problem that I encountered in Sainsbury's. Right? <laughs> yeah, go on. Is it down to our real problems we need to be talking about here, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So going through Sainsbury's, trying to get from one side of the store to another, because mm-hmm. that's where they hide Argos nowadays. Oh, it is, yes. And if you're not familiar with Argos, because you're an international listener, right? Argos, it, it used to be the shop that had the Book of Dreams in it. Mm. So every Christmas you'd get the Argos catalogue and it would just be full of 
all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And you'd and circle it, wouldn't you, with your exactly. sharp pen, what and you wanted. And most of Christmas was bought in Argos. That's, yeah. what, that's how it was used to happen. Nowadays it gets hidden in the corner of a supermarket. It's a very different mm. world we live in. Now they've got things like Amazon and the internet and whatnot, right? But getting across the supermarket to get my thing from Argos and get back out again, it was a 20-minute epic. It shouldn't have been. But it was a 20-minute epic. Why? And the reason is because people kept waddling out into the middle of the aisle and stopping. Right. You you know exactly the sort of person I'm on about. You're trying to get down the aisle because, you know, I, ju- I just want cheese mm. or I want biscuits. You know, you've decided I, I really, really like chocolate digestives. I need to get them because they're top billing in the UK. You, you've got <laughs> this mindset. You just want to get it. And then somebody just strolls out into the middle of the aisle and stops and blocks your way. <sighs> so that, that's the problem. My manifesto pledge is that there will be fast lanes in supermarket aisles. So we will paint the middle of them in bright red with mm. arrows down them to say you've got to be moving up at least, what, three miles an hour or something like that something to use like this? like that, yeah, yeah. And if you're not, we're going to use high-tech AI robots. So, you know, getting British manufacturing up and running again. Mm-hmm. You know, high technology, software development jobs and all that as well. We'll get AI robots to shove you out the way. So that means when Doris is trying to choose between the two different frozen peas, she's got one in one hand, one in the other. She's not in at the side. She will be at the end after that robot's meeting by. <laughs> so that, that is what I'm proposing. That is our first manifesto pledge in Elected. And remember, you are part of the team here, dear listener. Let us know what's niggling away at you or just grinding your gears and we'll turn it into a policy ahead of the general election when it eventually gets called. It's a wee matter on <laughs> Bo Radio, where we love to hear from you, dear listener. Sam Killett's been in touch saying, hello, I hope 2024 has been kind to you so far. There hasn't been a lot of 2024. There is an account I follow on Twitter that, t- that has like a percentage bar that fills up as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. We're only about 3 or 4% into the year. Which yeah. I, it sounds more than you think, I feel it? like it's 50% already. <laughs> When's payday? <laughs> yeah, it, it's January and payday hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, I know what you're saying there. Uh, but it's been kind of so far, hasn't it? 2024. Uh, my favourite biscuits as a top three would be Jammy Dodger, Ooh. Custard Creams yeah. and Bourbon. See, I don't like a bourbon. What? No, I don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to have to take you to Hague for this. Oh, sorry, That's Sam. a war crime. You're not allowed to hate a bourbon. Cheesy <laughs> Is it bourbon or bourbon? Bor- I think bourbon's a whiskey, isn't it? <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to dislike either. It's sorry. a war crime either way. It doesn't matter which one it is. Uh, Sam's also saying, I have an optimistic outlook for 2024 and she'll do everything I can to put my best foot forward and have a positive impact. Love the show. Take care. Oh, Glad to hear from you, Sam. Sam. Sam is not the only person we've heard from, is he? No. You've been speaking to Hank, haven't you? I have. I've been speaking to Hank and I've been talking Nordic socks with Hank because my feet are always freezing, especially my toes. And then I had this random advert pop on Facebook and it was basically advertising Nordic socks saying your feet will never be cold again. And I thought, that's where... And I was chatting to Hank, you know, because he's obviously um, got the background knowledge and he was saying that they were very, really good warm pair of socks so i'm thinking of going ahead and purchasing these nordic socks 32 pound for five pairs is that good or bad i don't know hank i'll assume it's good mm. <laughs> 32 pound for five if they're going to keep you warm i think they're very good 
Merritt was singing along to the words to that one. Or the, well, the ones that she knew, the other ones she just made up, she says. <laughs> I do that as well. You, you, you know the chorus, mm. but you then get to the verse, you're just, you're just lost in that. You just totally lost it. And she's also had a laugh saying that she loved it when you were talking about people standing in the way. Her partner, Martin, he goes mad, and then they actually have a stop and have a chat right in the middle of the aisle. And why is it always a supermarket where you meet somebody that you've not seen for 20-odd years? Yeah. And you need to do all the catching up while your ice cream's melting. I know. I've never got that. But it was part of Elected, our little thing that we're going to be doing every week, where you are helping us build the manifesto, dear listener. So anything that just grinds your gears like that, gets you angry, gets upset, gets you annoyed, we want to fix life in Britain, don't we? We do. Yes. So get in touch with your complaints and we will come up with a solution. I wrote a quiz over a decade ago, right, mm. dear listener, and I wrote 100 questions, and the idea was supposed to be that person answered question 100 would get the prize, and you'd all take turns to see how many questions you could get right. Mm. Um, I can't be bothered doing that much of it, but we have 100 questions to work our way through, and you can tell it's January because we don't have any prizes to give away. Oh. We've run out of money temporarily yeah. until we get past payday for January. Mm. Then, then we might have more prizes. But we will ask a little trivia question for fun, and we want to hear your answers to it as well. So, everyone loves a good curry. Except Jenny. She hates carrot curry with passion. <laughs> Just doesn't like anything spicy. I'm not lying, am I? No, that's true. No. Uh, but everyone loves a good curry. But where was the chicken Tikka Masala invented. And that may be ringing a bell, because I think the person that invented it died fairly recently, if I remember correctly. We are asking about where the chicken Tikka Masala was invented. And we do have a chap on the line that's rather knowledgeable about this. Hello, Hank. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Yourself? I'm not my bad self either, thank you. Yes, yes. So uh, where do you think the chicken tikka masala was invented? Uh, there was an owner of the Sish Mahal restaurant in Glasgow, Scotland, and he thought that the traditional chicken tikka was too dry, and that's why I... That's why he, Atman Aslam Ali, he found uh, a new thing, and that was the dry uh, it was too dry, so he would like to make it a little bit more better in taste. And that's why he came up in 2009 with a plate of chicken tikka masala, which was better and not so dry as the old things. It was Ali Ahmed Aslam, and he's known as Mr. Ali. Mr. Ali, yes, you are a 100% correct. And from my Thank friends you. in Glasgow, they say when he had his restaurant, it was fantastic and well worth a visit. Um, yeah. So if it's still there, give it a shot. So well done, Hank. Unfortunately, we don't have any prize to give you. Uh, but it's not a problem. <laughs> I don't do it for the reward. It's just nice to talk to you and to inform you about uh, the answer. Yes, yes. It's nice to hear from you, Hank. It's a wee answer on Bo Radio where we did ask you about the question about where chicken tikka masala was invented. The lovely Hank shared the answer with us, but he wasn't the only one to get it right, was he? No, Cheryl Warner's also given me a message. She says Glasgow as well. And um, Harmeet sent me a Just Eat uh, link. Is he ordering then? Are you ordering, Harmeet? It sounds like you're going to be getting some chicken tikka masala <laughs> in your life very soon. <laughs> 
can definitely tell it's January now if you get down to the gym. You can. You go there, every machine is occupied, there's queues out the door. It's We're still in that first couple of weeks where everyone's doing their New Year's resolution. Mm. And they're very into it. And we'll get a couple more weeks in. We'll get to about February and most people have given up. And by March, almost everyone's given yeah, up. they've got fed up. Yes, yeah, so we're still in that bit there. No, normally... I would take the mickey out of these people going, you know, I go to the gym quite regularly and, you know, it, it's daft seeing these people only coming in for a few weeks, ha, 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 that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I stepped on the scales this morning and I heard this. Hey, fatty boom, boom. <laughs> I know smart scales are a thing so you can track on your phone, but when it starts playing hey, fatty, boom, boom out at you, <laughs> you've got to sort something out. Otherwise, yeah. it's not as bad. Do you, have you ever played Wii Fit before? Yes. Uh, going back a few years now, because Wii's haven't... I, I remember the Wii going on sale because I worked at Comet at the time. That's the, the, We're throwing lots of stuff that doesn't exist anymore at you here, dear listener. But uh, I remember you just couldn't get hold of Wii's for love nor money, right? And But the Wii Fit was the one game that everyone and their mother seemed to have. That and Wii Sports. Yes, I loved a bit of Wii Sports. And Wii Fit came with this wobble board thing mm. that you step on and it would weigh you. Mm. And if it was me that's stepping on it, you would hear this. <laughs> the only way they could have hit you harder would to have it done through a tuba or something like that. <laughs> you know, boom, 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 boom. It's basically go, you're a fat man. Or they could have done that. Dun, 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 you know, the, the classical music thing from 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm. If they'd done that... I, I don't know which would have been more devastating, the Wii Fit music or that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I could blame COVID, but uh, I've got almost 10 stone to lose, dear listener. Wow. That, is, that is the challenge that I'm kicking off now, mm-hmm. right? And I'll get you posted on that. I'll tell you how well it's going. And I can predict already it's not going to go very well. But we're going to try. We're going to see <laughs> what's going to happen. But as part of this, I've come up with a new challenge that I'm going to do later this year. There's not enough daylight to do it right now because mm. we're in the middle of winter and it's a bit sludgy, a bit messy. So I'm thinking as we get into summer, I'm going to walk home. Walk home? But you work from home. <laughs> yeah, I, I should maybe, maybe pitch it a bit better. When I mean home, I don't mean in Edwinstow, right? Right. I mean Dunfermline, Scotland, walking there from here in Edwinstow. Right. 260 miles. <laughs> Do you think I'm up to it? No. Really? Yes. Even if we try to raise a bob or two for charity? You couldn't. Well, you. Well, I don't suppose. You've not stated how long it's going to take you, though. So I guess if you're going to say it'll take me six months or something, I don't know. Well, I was planning on doing it over a couple of weekends, and I thought, you know, it'd be quite the challenge and whatnot. But Google Maps gives you this thing at the end of the year where it goes, you've... Travel so many miles by plane, so many miles by car and things like that. It said you've travelled so many miles by foot to me. You've walked mm-hmm. so many miles. It's not 500 miles. It's not 500 more. It's 1,800 miles I did last year. I think 260 shouldn't be a problem. So what I want to hear from you, dear listeners, what charity should we support to do this? If we're going to do it, we're going to do it for charity. We've got to make it a good one, haven't we? Mm. So I want to hear your suggestions, dear listener, because I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to walk 260 miles from Edwinstow to Dunfermline. I, it might end up being slightly more miles because Google Maps assumes you want to walk up the M1. <laughs> so we might, we might have to look at a few options there. Walking up a motorway, I, f- I think it's illegal, never mind dangerous. 
So we might have to look at the options. But I want to go ahead with it. So if there is a charity you think this is who we should support, get in touch and I'll be walking the 260 miles to raise, what, a tenner for them or something like that? So we answer on Bull Radio, where Jenny doesn't believe that I can walk 260 miles. Well, the proclaimer's in my head now. <laughs> Ellie Merritt, she's amazed. She says, wow, she wants to be with up here with us because she wants to join in the walk. I said, Ellie, I didn't even know this was coming. I didn't know you were doing this, Mark. <laughs> I, did, I did hit you as a bit of a surprise. Yeah. But we're, we're only in the initial planning stages. Mm. We haven't got all the details worked out. All I know is it's going to be over a couple of weekends and it's going to be from Edwin Stowe all the way up to Dunfermline. And we're going to be going past the fantastic fourth bridges and whatnot as well. But I do need to plan a route that doesn't involve the M1. So we'll need to figure things out a bit more. And on that note, that's about it from Wee Natter. 